Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. So no matter how successful you are, how much money you make, how beautiful, how happy your clients are when you take their photos, if there's something which you're not addressing in your mental blocks or mental health, you will never be happy. And that, that's what it boils down for me with money. I'm like, okay, how much money I want to make to be comfortable and happy? Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real-life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Hey guys, now is your chance to check out all of the incredible photography education we have available for you at theportraitsystem.com. For only $7, you will get access to over 1,000 videos, including pricing, posing, marketing, lighting, sales, inspiring photo shoots, self-value, and more. Yes, you'll get your first month for only $7 when you become a pro member, and you'll get access to the full download library with posing guides and workbooks and so much more. Also, this includes a pricing calculator, a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts, including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products, and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7 to get your first month for only $7. That's theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7. My guest this week on the Portrait System podcast is Paulina Gwaltney. Paulina and I had a really in-depth discussion, not only about photography and business, but also about how she got through some of these money blocks that she had. Paulina lives in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where there is a high crime rate and a lower average income. But once she worked through her limiting beliefs around money, she began charging industry standards, even though people believed it could not be done where she lives. Paulina has built such a great portrait business, and I love how open and honest she was with me about the whole process. All right, let's get started with Paulina Gwaltney. Hey, Paulina, how are you? I'm good. How about you, Nikki? I'm wonderful. It's so nice to talk to you again. I know. it was. Uh, I had it on my to-do list to f- get on your podcast because I love it so much. Oh, thank you. Well, I think the last time we saw each other was WPPI. I think so. Somewhere in between. You were busy bee as as always. (laughs) I know. Oh my gosh. Trying to slow that down a little bit. It's this is what happens when you're a mom and you go into that full full mode of running. (laughs) I know. It's so true. It's so true. It's fun though. It's fun craziness. (laughs) All right. So we have a lot to cover today. And I'm really excited about this one because 
sometimes we have people who will say, you can't be a, a professional photographer in my area and charge, you know, more than whatever. Everyone, people have a yeah. number, like more than 400, more than 500. Yeah. Because of whatever reason. Like, I feel like sometimes people, you know, just yeah, their location limits them. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. They yes. get stuck. Mm-hmm. And you you run your business in, in kind of an interesting area. So I'm wondering if you can just <laughs> start by telling us where you are and why, you know, some people might think that you couldn't be successful there. So I am located in Albuquerque, New Mexico. No, it is in States. You do not need a passport <laughs> to get here. Uh, that was my first reaction when my husband told me that we relocating to New Mexico. I was like, where? Um, <laughs> yeah, Albuquerque is one of those places I never thought I will you know, live, but here I am. And it is absolutely most wonderful state. I love it so dearly. It's the land, the people, it's it's amazing. But the location of Albuquerque puts uh, our community a crime risk. So we deal with a lot of crime because we are on the crossover of two huge highways and very close to border with Mexico. And unfortunately, Cardell uh, human trafficking, uh, drug addictions, homelessness is very high here. Mm-hmm. Even if we have a lot of amazing people, I have such amazing community here, but daily we deal with that. So with that comes a lot of poverty and, you know, the average income is very low here, but I still manage to find clients and it has nothing to do with average income of Albuquerque or New Mexico, because I'm kind of reaching out to different crowd than average person. Okay. Okay. So I've heard people say that before. Like, well, in my town, the average salary is, you know, less than the national average or is very low or whatever. So people think automatically that I just can't do it here. So what what kind of made you decide I am just going to push forward and try this anyway? Like, did you have a studio somewhere else where you had already done this? Well, let me give you a little backstory of Mia. And everyone has different journey. And I always felt like my journey was holding me back, you know, looking at Sue platform, the Portrait Masters platform. I keep seeing pop- folks popping up like, oh, I just made this much money. And I'm like, oh, well, I cannot because... So my story, um, I moved to U.S. 18 years ago. I was born in, in Poland. I moved here barely knowing English uh, with a master degree in animal science. Married my sweetheart, uh, who was at the time active duty marine. So we got tossed uh, back and forth everywhere. We didn't have like a hometown. I never could imagine that I would have friends for like 50, 20 years next door. Mm-hmm. So we were getting tossed. And at some point I was sitting in this really crappy job and uh, was playing with, you know, concept of photographing. My husband got me my first camera. He was, uh, you know, really supportive telling me like, I really need to do it. And then I saw education uh, video with Sue on this uh, education platform. And I cried. I think this is uh, very common for Subis. We all cry mm-hmm. when we hear mm-hmm. her. And six months later, 
I quit and I started my business. So that was in North Carolina. And as soon as I kind of got a good traction, we moved. We moved to Los Alamos, New Mexico, which is tiny little town in the mountains. So when I moved there, people were telling me like, oh, you know, uh, we already have photographers. We don't need an new people here. <laughs> I, that's another thing people say as a reason. Yeah. Oh, there's too yeah. many photographers in my yeah. area. Yeah. yeah, we don't we don't need it. I'm like, okay, totally okay, but let me show you what I can do for you. So uh, we live in Los Alamos, a population of, of 8,000, and I struggle. I really will really struggle with business, and it has nothing to do with information I had. It had everything to do with my mental blocks. So... Mm-hmm. We lived in Los Alamos for four years, and then my husband, we were renting, and we be, we became homeless for a little while. And I will, the whole story of the homeless is that the landlord who was renting to us told us, like, um, I'm selling the property. You guys need to move out in 30 days. So I packed up my home. I packed my, my studio, and we started looking for a place to live. We didn't find it. We end up in a hotel. Then we end up living in Santa Fe because there was nothing to rent in Los Alamos. Then we bought a home in Los Alamos because we got opportunity. So, you know, we, my husband was working in Los Alamos. So we moved back. And five days later, my husband came in. And he's like, I got a promotion. We are moving to Albuquerque, which is two oh hours from Los Alamos. So I'm like, it's good that we are packed because I don't have to <laughs> unpack. We are already sleeping on the floor. That's fine. So we bought another home and we moved to Albuquerque almost three years ago. Okay. So I, as you see, my journey as a photographer, business owner is kind of all over the place. And I always kind of blame it on that, that I could not get a grip on business side of photography. When it comes to creative, I'm good as, you know, marketing. I know how to connect. I know how to talk to people. And most of us really do. But the biggest thing was like, oh, I cannot make money because, you know, I moved so many times or I couldn't develop the client base, which is not true. (laughs) It was all in my head. And at some point I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I started actual therapy. And it turned out that I have a huge issue with money and self-confidence. And this is where I realized that what Sue provides, what Portrait Masters provides, you know, other photographers keep saying is true. It's just I couldn't hear it. I just, it mm-hmm. didn't sink for me. Paulina, is there, would you be willing to talk a little bit more about, you said you had huge issues with money. Like, what did that, what does yeah, that mean? Oh. Or, or what did that, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, so let me give you, I'm really open book about mental health, especially seeing, you know, the feed in our Facebook group. I see the patterns I used to have and Mm -hmm. it's all about how we think Mm -hmm. yeah how we think how we perceive the world so you know if I don't want to offend anyone and I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable but as a child I had I had a traumatic childhood my mom was mentally sick and she couldn't be a parent and I didn't have a really dad around so I grew up without parent figure, you know, I was raised by Mm -hmm. by baby boomers and baby boomers is a generation who was not very present as a parent. They did not have capacity to really raise children. So I grew up with a lot of imprints from my mom of 
not being good enough and seeking approval mm-hmm. and seeking of people telling that they love me, uh, that mm-hmm. they like me, that they accept me. And of course, my mom is a single mom. She brought this whole concept of money is hard to come. Money is hard to make. And people with money are just awful. Mm-hmm. Like rich people are awful. Mm-hmm. So, and you have to remember that children before like age six, they don't have a filter. So whatever you tell them, they will absorb and take as truth, which is awful. They have no, like I'm learning about how children work with brain, like how childhood trauma forms your brain. You know, I'm really digging in to figure out how I can change the patterns for myself. And mm-hmm. children have no filters. So I, I always say it's maybe sounds very cliche, but I always say like my mom cut my wings before I could fly. So I can relate. I can relate so much. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So it's, then I'm looking at myself, working with people and being huge empaths and reading. Yeah. I can read literally micro expressions and micro voice tones in my clients mm-hmm. and I can tell right away if they're uncomfortable. So that's a huge thing, but let's go back to the money. So, you know, I had this, um, belief and I still do. It's such as <laughs> when people tell you like there's, you know, some coaches online, Oh, I will fix you. No, you can't. This is when we talk about beliefs like that, this is a core memory. This is something ingrained within me. I'm not expecting it, switching it. In a matter of month, month or two, it will take me some time. I'm in therapy for almost two years right now and working and I just started digging in into like core stuff and shifting literally my personality because in my personality, I truly believe I'm not good enough and Mm -hmm. I don't want to make people uncomfortable asking for money. Mm Mm-hmm. Truly, Mm -hmm. when I sit in my desk and say, hey, you know, this package, you know, my five images, $2,000, 10 is 3,000 and 20 is $4,000. At this time, I have such a hard time saying $4,000 because I don't see. Even though you do it, you still do it though, right? It's, uh, yeah, I, I present my packages and, you know, all that stuff. But when, when in conversation, this sentence doesn't come naturally to me. Yeah, yeah. So scripts are everything for me. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have a script. Otherwise, it's not, it's not going to happen because my mind goes straight to that little kid who looks for yeah. approval. Yeah. Um, if my clients, you know, for example, if they are leaning forward and I'm telling them, and as soon as they lean back in a chair, I'm like, okay, they don't want me. They think I suck. Who the hell I think I am. So mm-hmm. that slight movement just throw me off right away. And it's, I underestimated it for so long. Mm-hmm. I kept saying it. I kept pushing it externally. Oh, this is where I live. Oh, this is not the right client. Oh, maybe the format of the workshop wasn't right. I kept giving it out instead of looking in because looking in is so freaking scary. Yeah. I bet you there are a lot of people listening, myself included, nodding along like, yes, I know. Yes. Like I can relate. I can relate. I can relate. And, you know, there are... 
there are so many of us who struggle, you know, with self-value, self-worth, and, and it is directly tied to money and, and yeah. how it affects us being business owners. If we do not feel comfortable about money, if we can't yeah. ask for it, and yeah, uh, I still, ever so often when I say what my prices are, I still, sometimes my stomach turns a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I've been doing this for 10 <laughs> years, you know, it's funny, but. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, um, I mean, business all coming on nine years. I started where Sue kind of popped up on the market, you know, in the U.S. market, and I saw her speaking. And so I should, per average, have thriving business, but I don't. And it's now I understand that it's it's okay. It's it, this is my journey. I'm very lucky that I have uh, my husband is providing. I have all the means to grow and just enjoy this journey of growing. And there's really no recipe of how you grow your business, but ownership of your decisions, ownership of what's happening around you is very hard saying, yeah. it's not them, it's me. Yeah. So it was last two years, I keep saying, you know, when I, like, for example, when I get like a disrespect from someone, a client or um, older business owner, I always step away and say, okay, what I did to put them in a place that they feel comfortable saying that. Because yeah. it's all within, and I keep going back, lack of self-value, lack of confidence, do not feel like I deserve money. And when I have money, I overspend. I, mm -hmm. you know, I doing books, I'm like, holy shit, I should not buy so much tool and flowers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Did, did you ever do the the Money Wheel of Misfortune videos that Sue did with Tiffany? Yes, I did it probably seven times. Yeah. And that's really, that's very interesting thing because I kept doing it. I'm like, what I'm missing? What I'm missing? I'm missing something. So I had, I redid that um, video so many times. The only thing I didn't do is look inside, look yeah. inward. Because... What I learned in trauma is to desensitize myself to survive because, sorry, my dog is just, that's okay. I love that's okay. <laughs> so um, in trauma, I learned to desensitize and detach because it was too painful. I got rejected over and over by my parents, I uh, felt alone. So feeling is not something I enjoy. So it's easier to detach from myself than you actually listen. And listening is hard. And listening yeah. to what you want and how you want your life, it can be really, really hard because we have expectations, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm 40 year old, so I should have my shit together. Like we, there's expectation for us. And sometimes we just really quiet what we really want out of our life. So I listened to that workshop so many times. The only thing I didn't do is just listen to myself. It's interesting what you had said is how sometimes, you know, it's easier to detach and it's easier to not really feel the pain and the trauma. Like yeah. exactly what you're yeah. saying. But it's the, something that I've learned, you know, going through a lot of healing myself is that it might be easier in the short term, but in the oh, long yeah. term, going through it 
and feeling it and addressing it is truly what is going to make our lives easier in the long run. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yes. Because it's going to change our lives for the better. It's going to improve and allow us to have a more fulfilling life if we go through that hard part. Oh, yeah, definitely. So anytime I talk with any photographers, I do also branding. So I talk with business owners. The first thing I tell them, go to therapy. And, you know, the therapy can be have different there's some different versions. You can do it online. Mm-hmm. You can do it self-help books. You can listen uh, to podcasts. You can get actual therapists. Whatever rings your bell, do it. Yeah. Go inwards because all the success, all the money, all the joy, all the happiness is inside. You just have to tap it in and dig it in and figure out what it is until you figure it out. No matter what you do, you will never be happy. Yeah. So I noticed that going through therapy, I have a body dysmorphia and eating disorder. I had no clue I had it till I was 41 and 42. Like my therapist, like, this is what's happening right now. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't know. I didn't think that I was, I had those issues. Mm -hmm. So anytime I would go for like diets, you know, I would diet, diet, diet. And then mentally I would break away because I would focus on something else and I would gain back. I'm like, okay, I need to lose weight, lose the weight again. And I would go in those cycles for so long. And every time I look at the photo of myself, I was not happy. No matter how big or small I was, I saw something which is missing, which really, really showed that it doesn't matter how skinny I was, I would not be happy. So no matter how successful you are, how much money you make, how beautiful, how happy your clients are when you take their photos, um, if there's something which you're not addressing in your mental blocks or mental health, you will never be happy. And that, that's what it boils down for me with money. I'm like, okay, how much money I want to make to be comfortable and happy? I don't want to make too much money because for me, that would be take away from my time, my free time. And I really enjoy traveling, spending time with my friends and my husband and my dog. So I'm trying to find that sweet spot. So for me, you know, I don't think so. I have a million, I want to do a million dollar studio because that would be a lot of work. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, maybe, I hear what you're yeah, saying. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, yes. I, I, you know, I'm so jealous of your little uh, vegetable garden. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want, I want a vegetable garden. I want to spend a couple hours a week digging in the dirt. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. again, the money issue and it's, Every single person you will talk at the, on the platform of the portrait masters, they will, if you ask them like, what you would like to improve? They would say, oh, money. But they don't say like, I want to be happier. Right. They translate money, uh, basically happiness to, to money when it's the really what they want. It's what they want to be happy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's. Shifting your the gear inwards and understanding that there is no rule of how much you need to make. Right. As long as right. you're happy. I keep saying this for a lot of photographers who are still sticking into, you know, shouldn't burn. and But they're happy. So I'm like, who we are to tell them not to do it. If you want to mm-hmm. live like point. that, yeah, just do it. Just do it. Yep. Do shouldn't burn. Do the USB, whatever, you know, get your clients outdoors, whatever rings your bell, do it and just live your 
life happy, don't hurt other people. So yeah, um, but still for me, I have big financial goals. I actually hired a Saray to put me in it. Yeah, to put me in a gear because I I need a a t-shirt with that. Sue says (laughs) (laughs) uh, that people who have a second income, they don't have that fire under the butt. So I have very comfortable life with my husband's salary. So I started my business with my little part-time job. So I was pumping cash back into the business. I was never in debt because my bills were taken care of. So I had this comfort. And when you have a comfort, you really don't put your energy into the growth. I see it over and over again. When people get really, really comfortable, they really slow down and kind of... Mm -hmm allow a lot of opportunities to pass. So I caught myself, you know, when I moved to Albuquerque, I'm like, okay, I have all this knowledge. I'm really good photographer. I have excellent customer service. Why I'm not making money? I know it's confidence issue. I know it's money issue. But I have all, you know, the two platform there's it's basically a recipe you just go and copy and paste into your business and you set so I was like okay I need I need additional help so I uh got Saray and she really really set me up and uh, she actually came to visit me seeing her working with my clients I was like holy guacamole (laughs) I'm like she has no blocks I saw myself like I could barely spit the words out and she has no blocks. So sometimes if you have that money block, reach out. We have amazing platform for mentors. Find someone who fits your goals and just Mm -hmm. work with them. Well, I I just want to back up for a second because you you said a lot of stuff there that I just want to talk about a couple (laughs) things. Sure. So with the, the money wheel of misfortune, for people who might not know what I'm talking about who are listening, it's on the portrait system. It is one of the courses that comes with the membership that Sue and Tiffany Angelis go through all of the different kind of money blocks and the things mm-hmm. that come along with money. And and some mm-hmm. people might have all of these things and some people might have one or two. So there's avoidance of around money, just avoiding the situation at all costs. There's guilt and shame. There's not receiving. There's overgiving, not having boundaries around money. There's overspending, resentment, and then being tight-fisted. And all of these things will get in the way of us having like money leaks, where literally money is just leaking away from us. As much as we bring in, we're spending it. And until you can kind of identify why and that this is happening and where it's coming from and then letting it all kind of go, it really is hard to move forward. Yeah. It's the, for me, when it comes to growth of the business, because to grow business, you need cash flow. Mm-hmm. Like if you are in business, if you're not, if you're a hobbyist, that's fine. You don't know, you don't have to really worry about it. But if you have anything connected to your income, you know, retirement, health insurance, um, paying mm-hmm. your bills, you need to face it. There is no way around it. Like yeah. it's, it's unavoidable. If you are avoiding it, you again, you're avoiding money. So that's one of the first uh, things on the, on the money wheel. Right. Right. My mom passed away probably five years ago and I went into, the, she triggered depression, you know, all that stuff. So what I caught myself in the first year, 
after she passed away with those, you know, being absolutely overwhelmed, stressed out. Um, my body was failing me that I was avoiding money. I didn't want money in my life because it was, I couldn't deal with it. This was another issue on, you know, like adding to the already chaotic life. Mm -hmm. So I always say like, be forgiving to yourself, be gracious with yourself, because if there's something happening in your life right now that you are absolutely absorbed by it, you know, having a baby or Mm -hmm. having a disease or moving or having, you know, difficult teenager or transitioning somewhere. I don't know, you know, there's thousand things which can happen in people's life. Mm-hmm. Be graceful because there is only hundred percent of us. So if you are, you know, there's like 5% of us in like brushing your teeth and doing the laundry and rest of it is kind of absorbed by everything else we do. So if 95% of you is grieving or changing diapers, there is nothing left to work the money wheel, no matter how hard you read and no matter how hard you watch. So anytime I talk to, you know, anyone, I'm like, okay, you know, if there's something serious happening, just be gracious. There's, it's not a race. If you cannot really make money by photography, go get a part-time job. It is that simple. Right now, we are in a place where you can really easily get a part-time job online, cleaning hotels, flipping burgers. I know it doesn't sound very glamorous, but you pay your bills. Your mind will calm down. You will have an income and you can focus on what's most important in your life right now, whatever issue you're having. Yeah, there's no shame in that. And and no. I think sometimes people forget that. Like, we all have life circumstances. And you know, well, hopefully you know, whether or not you're kind of making excuses for why your business isn't moving forward, blaming everyone else yeah. and everything. However, yeah. there are certain times, maybe if someone's getting a divorce or who or has a death yeah. in the family, or like you're literally one rent payment away from losing your apartment. You yeah. know, like those are times when it's like, okay, this is only temporary get a job until you get back on your feet and, yeah. and, and, you know, focus. So everyone's at a different place, like for sure. Yeah. However, it's so important to work through these things that you're talking about, or you're never going to move from that place into a better place. Yeah. yeah. You need to give yourself a space to move forward. You need to mm-hmm. allow yourself, I would call it almost like a team. So, you know, a doctor, a friend, like people around you who can kind of check with you and kind of help you move forward. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. My, my sister-in-law, uh, she has a dance studio in Pennsylvania. She danced since she was three years old and then she opened her own studio. And, you know, dancers, getting students is not that simple. You know, I, I would look at her like an a photographer and just getting clients. And I remember her on the beginning in first like seven years of her business, she would get part-time jobs and bar- as a bartender to get cash flow into her life. And she was operating two studios business, very large mm-hmm. business, no employees, just contracting teachers. And she, when she was running short, she went in, applied for a bartending job. And she's like, the tips are wonderful. I was getting break from work on my own business, talking to people 
And I was walking away with a lot of money to be able to pay my bills, do little fixing around the studio. So there is no rule that when you're a business owner, you cannot have a job. Like right. It's, right. I, I think a lot of folks are like, oh, I'm going full time. So no, it's if if times are hard, just go for it. Make whatever right. works for you. Well, tell us, what is your business like right now? I know you said you hired Sarai, who is actually episode number one. So if people are listening, I know you you hired her just as some additional mentoring or whatever. But what what is your business looking like at this moment? Are you booking regular clients at your two, three, four thousand dollar prices? I do. I'm booking regular clients. um, And it's, I will tell you, when I hire Sarai, uh, my average was, um, I think, $800, $800. I would book in Los Alamos, like looking at my records, I would have maybe 30 clients a year, the most, the most. Since March, I already had 50 clients and my average is 1500 Wow. Yeah. So it is great improvement. Um, she shifted my perspective on booking. Uh, she shifted my perspective on how to sell. Right now, I'm my biggest focus you know, beyond my worth and working on myself internally is sales because I learn that I need way more information uh, for myself to kind of connect myself as a person and myself as a business owner making money. Because me as an artist, you know, that's all good. But when it comes to like selling, my language, my body language, how I network, it's all kind of still in works. So my goal is to retire my husband. Mm, my mm-hmm. husband's salary is very high, very high. He's a contractor on National Lab, and he served 20 years in the military. I want him to be home and cook for me because I don't like cooking. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, my goal is to retire him. And to do that, I really want to be able to have consistent amount of clients. I don't think so. It's all about how many clients you have. It's about consistency mm-hmm. and about your average sale. Yes. So if you are selling $10,000 of artwork per session, you may have less clients, and but you want them consistent. You don't want to end up without money coming every month. So Mm -hmm. I'm working on my consistency. I'm working on my language I used anytime I talk to anyone. It's not just sales. It's me um, going to networking events and talking to people. It's me calling people and talking to them about what I do. Every single time I open my mouth, I set the standard. I set up expectations. So being aware of that right now, I'm fully aware of when the, you know, those little cherries come out. I'm like, damn it. I should not (laughs) say that. Mm -hmm. And I do. And it's okay. I know I will shift it. But right now with my business, it's it's growing. Um, Booking without any troubles. Sarah taught me tools in moments where, you know, there's sometimes as a business owner, you will run out of the steam. 
and you will wake up with empty calendar. So she taught me how to handle the situation, how to get new clients, which is very comforting for me because I was always so scared of waking up and not having bookings in my calendar. What has been the most effective way for you to to bring clients in? Well, right now it's networking. Uh, I actually, uh, I never believed in my gift vouchers and I... (laughs) Made you so said much it's network, with gift. networking, right? Yeah, n- networking, yeah. networking, networking in okay. person. I can when I meet with anyone, I can book them on the spot in person. That's my superpower. Or if I get them on the phone, like they need to emails, not so much, but in person, I have no issues. I charm people. I'm very you know, as an empath. I can really go make people comfortable. So booking in person, talking in person is really, really big for me. So networking, but not only networking, I added gift vouchers to networking. So as a new person in a new town, um, like I said, I'm in Albuquerque around three years, still kind of establishing myself. Um, You know, COVID kind of threw a little curve to it. Mm -hmm. I learned that I am more comfortable talking to people if I can give them something. So gift vouchers are a great way for me to say, okay, I will give them something. So that will make them happy, right? So I'm more comfortable opening my mouth and offering them this opportunity. So it has nothing to do really with money. It has everything to do with me and my value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I love the idea of being very conscious of what you're saying and how you're saying it all the time. Because really, I mean, most people that you talk to, that could be some sort of networking experience, but some people don't really love networking. <laughs> like how often yeah. are you doing these sort of events and are you finding like you have to constantly be networking or, you know, like what, I guess, um, how does that all work? I do BNI. Uh, so BNI, okay. I, uh, BNI is Business Business Networking International, BNI.com. For anyone who wants to look it up, it is international organization with paid membership. So I have been doing BNI for so quite some time. I started in North Carolina, then I did it in Santa Fe because that was the closest chapter to uh, Los Alamos. And when I moved to Albuquerque, I joined the chapter. The only thing I learned is if you want the networking to work for you, you need to hit your superpower. And for me is being in person, talking to people and being Mm -hmm. comfortable talking about your business. So if you are not good at networking, you can maybe do um, a Facebook group and Mm -hmm. kind of go from there. Uh, I have New Mexico professional woman uh, group and it's not about selling it's about us drinking wine together and going picnics and building those connections so when you are introvert and you're kind of um you know not comfortable with bigger crowds maybe that would be you know starting something online and building from there and building comfort so you can do it in person because as a photographer at some point you need to be with someone in person. <laughs> there is no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And and BNI, 
has worked so well for some people and some people don't like it. It's, yeah. it's just like you, like you've said, bef- you know, a couple times now, it's just about figuring out what works for you and going for yes. it. Yes. And so this is my third chapter. The first two chapters for B and I did not work for me. And it's basically all on me. I didn't know how to make the chapter work for me. I came from the place of expectation of getting referrals when you need to just to get to know the group and figure out the dynamic of every single chapter. Every single chapter is different. Like in Santa Fe, a lot of members would tell me like, oh, you you are in Los Alamos. You are so far out. It's a 40 minutes drive. I'm like, okay. And they were like, "Um, I don't think so. My clients will be comfortable coming to you. Instantly, okay, once a week, I'm in Santa Fe and I can service everyone. Instead of I got mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was in previous chapters, I would sell them boudoir. I would sell them pet portraits. I would sell them, you know, beautiful transformations, which is totally cool. But I was in front of the business owners. The first right. thing business owner needs is a headshot. <laughs> exactly. I, was selling to, I was selling to the wrong crowd. So I had no... Um, the referrals were super low. But when I came into Albuquerque, I stood in front of the chapter and said, hey, I have gift voucher for headshots. Book with me. I will create the the best headshot you ever have taken. And I already made $13,000 just with that. So you need to know who you're selling to. You That's why with networking, you need to figure out who's your who's your crowd. Like if you are networking with... I don't know, the pet owners. Well, then you sell the pet portraits. Mm-hmm. So I, when I say, when people say like a BNI doesn't work for me, it's either their personality, they're just not very good fit for in-person intense meetings because some of those meetings can be a little bit intense or they're just selling wrong, wrong thing to them. Well, you said something earlier about how you have scripts. And, and I'll tell you what, like knowing my pitch, like the back of my hand, is what makes me feel confident when I go in to talk about my business because I know exactly what I'm going to say. I don't have to sweat it. Yeah. I don't have to like try and think of something new. Like I'll switch yeah. it up depending on you know who's in the crowd that day or that sort of thing. But yeah. if you have scripts ready to go and you practice yeah. them, oh, it makes it so much easier. Yeah, even if you don't believe it. Right. When Sarah gave me scripts, I was like, eh, maybe I will just adjust them now. No, no. <laughs> I will say what's on the paper because uh, my I read a lot about a lot about like how brain works. So there is we have a thinking brain and feeling brain. So feeling brain is connected to your subconscious, and it instantly will hijack you. So instantly we have those set answers for you. I'm not gonna say that because they're gonna reject me. So we really go hop. We I hop really quickly on my feeling brain when the best way is just to stay with the thinking brain and just say what's on a script. So whoever you are, if you have a script, just stick with it. It really yeah. works. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. even if you have to take a little break, sometimes when I get really nervous, I pretend to take a sip of water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a great way to do it. Down. Totally. Yeah. 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 It doesn't look like I'm, you know, hyperventilating, but Fake it till you make it. It is yep. It is that simple and it is that hard. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, and Sue has a bunch of scripts, too, in the portrait system and the membership. I have scripts in my personal branding course. Like, we all use scripts. Yeah. 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 And and the worst of it is that most of the folks like me, one, we are stubborn. Second, um, like, I learned that I'm a slow adapter. It takes me a while to adapt to things. It's just this is how I am. And third, we because of the mental blocks, we really don't even give a chance to it. Right. So yeah. I bought your, I bought your course oh, and looking thanks. through it. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, it's amazing. Everything will, it's, it's perfect. But my subconscious, like it's not going to work here. Like my uh, feeling brain just put me right away there. And I don't, I didn't even really give a, give a chance. I had it for so long. I watched many times. I'm like, okay, this is, it's not going to work like instantly. So, uh, Sarah, if you are listening to it, I, I, <laughs> I just want to be very clear. I'm a little bit scared of Sarah. <laughs> so she, she's such a, she is such an awesome and powerful personality. So I'm like, okay, I'm a little bit of scared of her. I'm not going to say no to her. So when she tells me to do that, I will do it. So that approach really, really helped me. So if you are a people pleaser, I think that's a good approach. Find someone who you are intimidated by and you will do (laughs) as they say. Uh, Because at this, like literally at this time in my life, I could not make healthy decisions for my business. I was making unhealthy decisions. Uh, You know, giving too much, not setting boundaries, not charging properly. Um, I was making unhealthy decisions and Saray allowed me to shift myself into more healthy business owner approach. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes people definitely need that one-on-one. I mean, everyone's different. Yes. But yeah, that can make a huge difference. And you know, when, when folks are sometimes in a group, people are like, Oh, go watch the video. I actually have a, um, a degree in teaching. When I was finishing college in Poland, I, I got a degree in teaching so I could just in case. I, you know, I'm a safe player. And the first thing they teach you is everyone learns different way. Some people have to hear and write. Some people uh, have to hear, see, and write. So there is different human brain processing information differently. So sometimes folks cannot absorb information just through watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or or That's listening. True. So you need to find how you learn, like how you absorb information, what's the best way. And then you can kind of start your education. So a lot of times folks like, oh, just go watch the video. Yeah, that person may have issues with absorbing information just to watching the video. Um, maybe they have to watch five minutes and write and do. They cannot sit through 40 minutes of it. So whatever... Right makes it easier for you just go with it there is no rule on it how we are you know how we learn um so we shouldn't expect everyone to learn the same way so um when i accepted the fact that i am a person who needs one-on-one it became so much easier now i know anytime i want to take a big step i will need that one-on-one support right yep yep well, this is a total side note before we get to the last questions that I ask, but I don't know if you know this about me, that I retired my husband. I know. I'm, you know, looking at you, Saray, Beth, like all the mentors, I am so excited that I know you guys because you guys show that it's doable. Yeah. Well, okay. I should say my husband still chooses to work. He works part-time. 
but he he went from working for an electrical company. I mean, he had to leave the house before six a.m. It sucked, <sighs> and you know, full time, yeah, eh, making okay money, but definitely not, yeah, like mind blowing. And um, yeah, he was able to quit and start his own yeah. company, and he works what he wants when he wants, and he takes yeah. his own job, you know, takes the jobs that he wants to, and yeah, that's why yeah. I, I keep telling Bill, I'm like uh, my husband. I just cannot wait for you to have that freedom as I have, like doing mm-hmm. what you love on your own schedule. Yeah. Because I can tell he he has great creativity within him and I just cannot wait for him to just really tap it into it and fully enjoy the life, not work for someone else. So it's a big, big motivation for me. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I also uh, thought that I want to share with you i'm starting a new platform i'm not sure if you want to talk about it sure what is it um it is uh, right now we named it share a shoot so it came from the need of when you're becoming very busy business owner and i'm super creative i love creating i love building things give me a glue gun and a stapler and some fabric <laughs> and i'm just the happiest person i can be so i notice in the circle of really advanced photographers who, you know, you need to push hard on the business because otherwise the next day you have no clients. So a lot of them will really put a lot of effort and energy into business and their creativity is put on the back burner because it, ne- it doesn't necessarily bring money. So uh, Rhonda and I, Rhonda Stove, she is a photographer out in Christchurch, New Zealand, we really hit it off and we talked about how hard for us is to find time to do those creative shoots. So share a shoot will be a platform, basically um, facil- it will facilitate time for photographers to get creative. So for next year, our plans is to rent a villa in uh, outside of Barcelona. It sleeps 20 people and bring everything to them. So what you will do, you will eat, drink and photograph. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that's the that's the goal. I'm super excited about it because I want to mix those, um, you know, leisure vacation with coming and creating your own work. So every photographer will have access to all the props, all the dresses, all the uh, backgrounds, and you will create your own work. The biggest thing for me when I go for events like that is to create work I can submit for a competition. And to do that, you need to do it on your own. There cannot be anyone setting your lights for you. There cannot be right. anyone styling for you. So we are almost basically like the backstage of the theater, providing resources for people to just go and be in a beautiful location. Without and someone teaching you yeah, yeah. So to make all, it a yeah, workshop. Exactly. So it's not. it won't be a necessary workshop. We will probably have a little corner for folks who are not interested into submitting work for a competition and help with styling because um, I'm really good at it. It comes really, really easy to me. Um, and I'm more than happy to teach people to do that. But and it, with Rhonda is excellent with animals. Um, so she has a great... Um, intuitive approach to how to work with animals. So I photograph horses, she photographed horses, I photographed alligator, I photographed birds, and you to do that, you need a little bit of knowledge. So we want to create kind of that space for folks to come in, 
talk to other photographers, kind of, you know, have that downtime with your people, drink amazing wine, eat <laughs> amazing food, and just kind of relax. Because to create, you need to be at your higher self. So everything has to be in line for you to tap into, maybe sounds cheesy, a soul to create something beautiful mm-hmm. and something Not unique. Not cheesy at all. Yes. Yeah. So it's... um I caught myself so many times I will be overworked and, you know, competitions will be coming around. I'm like, okay, I want to create something. And there's nothing there because I'm exhausted because I'm running business. I'm taking care of my family. So cherish it was kind of a concept of allowing people to take, you know, a couple days off their business and just focus on their creativity. Yeah. That's important for sure. For yeah. Sure. So if, you, if you're going to use it, that's fantastic. If you don't, I just wanted to share with you um, my little sidekick to Yeah, no, that's great. I love it. Very cool. All right. So we have a couple more questions for you that mm-hmm. I always ask at the end of each episode. Sure. And the first one is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Um, my assistant. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Uh, my, it's uh, having someone who is equally passionate of, you, of, uh, of about creative process. I have amazing assistants. She is my ears and my eyes. I get hyper-focused on my client because I'm reading them, trying to figure out they're comfortable and happy. And she is looking for everything else. When I'm doing jobs on my own, I have to you know, split myself. So I, uh, my assistant is uh, such a gift. Awesome. Very cool. Okay. Number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So traveling. Uh, I love traveling. I really, really do. Uh, It enriches your soul. Even if it's it's in my city, I like going and seeing new places. Um, Oh yeah, that's cool. It doesn't have to be like international. Um, I love discovering places and seeing new things. Um, I love binge watching Netflix. Uh, it allows me to really, really relax and kind of turn off my brain. I have very intense 40,000 tabs brain and watching favorite show. It really allows me to relax. So that would be the second. And the third one is just hanging out with my dog. I'm so boring. Oh my gosh. It is <laughs> not boring. Sounds yeah. pretty, dark. pretty uh, yeah. good to me. Yeah. It's, I, my life is, not that exciting. The most exciting part is photography. It's, I know it's everyone. Uh, anytime someone asks like, Oh, what do you do in your free time? I'm like, I'm probably sitting on Pinterest and looking for inspirations for photo shoot <laughs> and hanging out with my dog on my, on my couch. That's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Number three, what is your favorite inspirational quote? That would be from Sue. There is always a way. Yeah. Yep. And there is. Yeah. No, no matter how shady things are, there is always a way. Don't get into the place of this is it. There is no other options. There is always a way. Love it. And it's true. Very good. good. Okay. uh, Number four is what would you tell people who are just getting started? Uh, your business cards do not matter. Your logo doesn't matter. Your website doesn't matter. What matters is building your skills. If you have a flashlight or garage lights, make it work. You don't need fancy equipment. Focus on building your skills uh, and your knowledge. 
um, and figure out what you want to make. Is it your hobby? Is it your business? If it's a business, then you really need to be realistic of how much it's going to cost you. That is all very great advice. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Very cool. Okay. And last but not least, where can people find you if they're looking for you online, Paulina? Uh, It's all under Paulina Gwaltney, G-W-A-L-T-N-E-Y. Instagram, Facebook, uh, Paulina Gwaltney Photography. I just keep it simple. Yeah, I like that. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being vulnerable and talking about, you know, things that can be really difficult to talk about. So thank you for sharing everything. Pleasure is of mine. I hope it will inspire some folks to dig dig deep. No doubt that it will. That's for sure. <laughs> so awesome. Well, thank you again. And will I thank see you, you in September at the oh, yeah. conference? I'm, I'm coming for a whole week. <laughs> oh, good. Wonderful. <laughs> I will see you there, sister. I can't uh, I cannot wait either. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll hug you soon. Uh, I will. <laughs> yes, big hug. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-Day Startup Challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.